Welcome to the podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherborne. No matter who you are, who you love, we welcome you into our community of religious seekers. Please join us for our Sunday worship services at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found on our website at uuac.org or visit our Facebook page at Sherborne Unitarian Universalist. reading this morning is from Rabbi Harold Kushner, Letter to the World. Dear World, we've been through a lot together over the past eight decades, you and I. Marriages, births, deaths, fulfillment and disappointment, war and peace, good times and hard times. There were days when you were more generous to me than I could possibly have deserved. And there were days when you cheated me out of things I felt I was entitled to. There were days when you looked so achingly beautiful that I could hardly believe you were mine. And days when you broke my heart and reduced me to tears. But with it all, I choose to love you. I love you whether you deserve it or not. But how does one measure that? I love you in part because I like who I am better when I do. But mostly, I love you because loving you makes it easier for me to be grateful for today and hopeful about tomorrow. Love does that. Faithfully yours, Harold Kushner. So friends, here is our world on this beautiful late November morning. Our work here is to keep our hearts tender and our eyes soft and our words true. This is what you and I continue to try to be about. We know there is just no answer but to try and love each other. We bear witness against destruction and then we gather here in community to practice being the people that we're trying to be. We cannot do everything, but we can do something and that something is never nothing. So as Leonard Cohen reminds us, ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. And you can stay with me. That is how the light gets in. I had so much um, fun writing this sermon for us this morning. So for my sister's eighth birthday, my sister Anna, in November of 1982, My dad traveled from St. Louis, Missouri, all the way down to the southern town of Potosi, where it is not pronounced Missouri. It is pronounced Missouri, because the urban-rural divide, the progressive-conservative divide, means many things in my my home state, including how you talk. And I'm wondering, I think this might be true here in Massachusetts as well. Yes? 
the thing that Anna wanted most of all for her birthday is what every kid wants at some point in their life. A pony! <laughs> but listen, and my mom was watching today, but listen, because we lived in the city and our yard was like the size of like this area, and not one person in our family knew how to take care of things much larger than a fish, or a gerbil, or a cat, or, okay, Anna says, if we can't do a pony, how about, how about, how about a puppy? You mean, my parents surely said, as all parents have in the history of time, those animals that children ask for and swear on their little hearts that they will take care of and walk and feed and pick up the poop from, but who upon arrival of said puppy quickly relinquish all responsibility to the parents. Anna, you mean one of those? <laughs> yes, she said. And then she surely batted her big brown eyes. And so a puppy it was. But what kind? There are so many flavors. How about, my dad must have said, a terrier? You mean, said my mom, who again is watching, will verify the accuracy of my recounting? You mean those dogs that are all bred in the United Kingdom to hunt badgers? And because badgers are terrifying? are therefore terriers, they are wiry and feisty and independent and stubborn and barky. <laughs> you mean, Dave, one of those? Yes, he said, because he was himself a terrier in a way, and proudly so. <clears throat> and I think I found the breeder he said, I just read about them in the classifieds. Now, for those of you who are younger, the classifieds <laughs> used to be in a printed device that came to your door and it was in the back and you could read about stuff that was going on and was for sale. Yes? Yes. I miss the classifieds. I just read about them in the classifieds, he said. They breed West Highland Terriers, Westies. The ones from Scotland, my mom must have said? Exactly, he said, I sort of. I mean, these come, though, from Potosi. But the Highland part. Okay. And so the day arrived. The day arrived. Anna's eighth birthday on November 11th, 1982. This was a day I've... I think I've told us about this before. It was a day chosen by my parents when they adopted Anna from Vietnam. She was a baby in 1974, but they didn't know how old she was because they had no papers. They had no evidence of how old she was. And my dad had been in the Army, and he said November 11th. But such was the time during the war 
and after a country so divided politically, socially, culturally, MLK killed, Robert Kennedy killed, Malcolm X killed, the Kent State killing of college students by the National Guard, racial justice protests all over the country, Nixon, Watergate. I mean, the country was on fire. Does this sound familiar to you? See, we think that everything is new. Such was the country then, my parents told me, and I'm three years older than Anna, that when they heard about all these babies in Vietnam without families, that they decided that they wanted to welcome a child into their lives. To create, and this is, these are my words, to create and give love out of destruction. To create and give love out of destruction. And that's this thing we have about this capacity you and I have. We, we can open our arms and give abundantly from ourselves when everything around us feels undeserving. That's this thing that we can do this when there is such anger and ache everywhere. All of which is to say, Anna was, is, a beam of light. No more, no less than any of us here. But she was a beam nonetheless. And who, at eight, eight years after arriving on a big jet plane to Lambert Airport, I remember, I remember going to the airport and standing behind the chain link fence as she got off the plane. I remember that. But eight years later, she is there at the front door of our home as my dad pulls up in the brown <laughs> Peugeot station wagon. Peugeot is a French, do not buy one of these. It's a French, <laughs> it's a French vehicle. And um, it was a station wagon. Oh, my goodness. And Anna's at the door beaming with anticipation for the big reveal. So out of the car goes my dad. You're wondering, like, where's the sermon going? Just stay with me. <laughs> out, of the, out of the car goes my dad, and he lifts the hatch. And Anna's at the door. Okay, she's like, I guess. You know how little kids, like, and their fingers and their hands are vibrating with excitement like they have a hummingbird inside their bodies. Why do adults get like that? Where, do they, where does that hummingbird go? Just as an aside. And so that's how it was for her. And he goes to the hatch and he reaches in with one arm. But then he needs the other arm. This is called foreshadowing two arms, and gathers into his arms this small, squirming, white, Nerf ball. What is that? Says my mom. 
What the hell is that? What is that? Is that a piglet? Mom says, Anna, did I get a pig? Happy birthday, Anna, my dad says, coming up the stairs. He's wrestling this badger-busting ball of wired fur. I want you, Anna, to meet, seriously, this is his name, was his name, Buster. <laughs> and Anna, jumping, again, the hummingbird is alive in her, as she held him and then dropped him and then chased him into the front door as he ran for his life into the basement. <laughs> so over the next weeks and months, this, the following has happened. This has happened. Buster was kicked out of kindergarten class, puppy kindergarten, for biting other, other dogs. He began to guard, for those of you who are Remember Lincoln Logs? Oh my gosh, I loved Lincoln Logs. <laughs> I would pour my Lincoln Logs out. They'd come like, in a, um, like, a, like an oatmeal size like bucket, and I'd pour them out, and then Buster would come over, and he would just go, <laughs> like he would. The people at home would get a close-up, unfortunately, of my teeth, but it was like he just started growling, and he'd take over my Lincoln Logs. He would see his reflection in the window, and he would launch at it. <laughs> he was cantankerous, moody, aggressive. He was like petting a wire brush. And he was afraid. He was afraid of everything and everyone. And the only way, let me ask if this sounds familiar, the only way that he knew how to deal with his fear was through anger. Does this like sound familiar to you in the times that we're in now? The only way that he knew how to deal with his fear was through anger. The things that must have happened to him before he arrived. And this was also true. Anna adored him. She adored him. She loved him even when the rest of us wondered if he deserved it. Why am I telling you this? Why did this come back to me, I think, is an important question. And I think it came back to me the way that, that, that sermons often do. They kind of flutter or they storm in, depending on the moment, into, into me, into you. And in this season, I am being reminded, as we walk into this season, we are expectant and expected about the holidays And we're also living, I think, in terrier times. 
hairier times. Fierce, roiling, cantankerous, moody, aggressive, afraid, angry, and also needing love, which is, man, that's hard. And I keep thinking that, you know, like all of us, like all of us who are at that front door, okay? A part of us is at the door of the holidays here in late November, and we are jump, well, we're trying to jump, we're trying to get excited because life is still beautiful, and we haven't seen some people in two years, if not more, and we long to see them. Our chest almost hurts with longing. And then we have other parts of us that are taking rapid COVID tests before Thursday and getting our boosters and feeling legitimately cautious. And all of us are at the door. We are so changed, you and I. Relationships have ended. Lives have been lost. Babies have been born. Kids have gotten older, bigger, braver, more resilient, but man, the kids, their the mental health has taken such a hit. And our older folks, the ones in your family, the ones here, the ones in my family, at the table maybe Thursday looking older, the isolation accelerating the time, the bodies and the mind not as sharp as before. And also all of us wanting to put the terrier of the times into the basement with Buster. But know that we cannot, that we must not, that we live in a world where a young white teenager can carry an AR-15 across state lines, kill two people, injure a third, and not be held accountable at all. Meanwhile, black people are shot by police after they get pulled over. And we live in this world where that happens, and as, as Heather talked about, and as the Land Acknowledgement Task Force, where we have the story of Thanksgiving that I grew up with, and I think that many of you did too, that glosses completely over at whose expense this story comes. I mean, we call it Thanksgiving, and what does it mean for us to, to remember, to know that in Plymouth, in Plymouth, the Native Americans are celeb celebrating they are acknowledging a national day of mourning. I mean, we live, you guys, in this world. How do we love a world that doesn't sometimes, maybe even at all, feel like it deserves it? So it's like you and I. This year, the hatch has been opened on the Peugeot of our life. Are you with me? I know I'm going, taking this metaphor too far. <laughs> and we are gathering this world up in our arms, and we tried with one arm, and we tried with two, and even that's not enough, is it? We're asking, what is this? What is this? Is this a piglet? Yeah. 
but we try to love it anyway. And that's how it was with Anna and Buster. It, it was amazing, actually. She knew he needed all the love that she had to give, not because he deserved it, but because it was the only thing that she knew that would help him get past the hurt that had happened to him before. I want you to hear me, not because he deserved it, but because it would help him get past the hurt that came before. And so with her, not at first, but over time and with gentleness and then with trust, his lip snarl released. And she began to meet him where he was at. And then she began to, to stroke him and pet him and lift him up with love. India, do you want to show us the first slide? Listen, you guys, he's way uglier and fiercer than, you're, you're, than it looks. And then, India, the next slide. And then she did this thing. Hold on a sec, India. I don't know how she did it with my little brother, Nick. I mean, he would attack me, okay? But then she was able to somehow do this. Our world right now is like Buster, and you and I, each of us, have this little carriage that we're trying to hold our times in. I want us, this is my request to myself and it is to you. I want you to be at the door of expectancy and to acknowledge all of your feelings. Please no pretending. Whether that is fear, whether that is loss, whether that is hope, whether that is acceptance, whether that is anger, I just want you to notice in your bodies where all of these feelings are. And I want us to, I said this earlier, to release our shoulders because we hold so much of our hurt right up here in our necks and our shoulders. And as we release that, I want us to remember that your love that you give to yourself and to other people, it is not a transaction. It is not an exchange. This is not the mathematics of grace. The grace that you give, that we give, is a commitment to the people and the places and the causes who most need us. Not because of all that has happened to them or what they have done, but in spite of them. So Jason did um, um, Wonderbox. Jason's our intern. Uh, he's not here today. But he talked about giving ourselves a, uh, a hug. And so first of all, we have to ask ourselves consent. <laughs> Which sometimes, for some of us, it's really hard to love ourselves. 
So I want you right now just to say to yourself, quietly, murmuring, whatever, can I give you a hug to yourself? And if the answer is yes, I want you to reach around. This is also good exercise for us. And just to reach around and to hold yourself and give yourself love, regardless, irrespective of whether you think you deserve it or not. Love to each and every one of you and a very happy Thanksgiving. Amen.